Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. The Motor Racing Network presents an MRN original podcast series. Have a look at Jeff Gordon. He's starting to close the gap. Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. I don't look at him them as grown-ups when I'm out there. I just look at them as competitors. What a big day for young Jeff Gordon and the Bill Davis Racing Team. This is uh, the biggest dream come true for me ever. Jeff Gordon is leader. Earnhardt is second. Sorry, bud, but Jeff Gordon, he's just a better driver than you are. Jeff Gordon holds off a last lap charge by Jeff Burton and wins the Winston Million. He won those championships. He revolutionized the sport. They're side by side on corner number four. Gordon leans on Jimmy Johnson coming down to the line. People can see there definitely was a change in our relationship. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Brian Nelson. Welcome back to MRN Presents Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. I'm Brian Nelson. Any conversation about the career of Jeff Gordon is incomplete without highlighting some of his greatest rivals. Through 25 years of racing at NASCAR's top levels, Jeff faced off against many of NASCAR's greatest. One of the most storied rivalries in NASCAR history was his with Dale Earnhardt. Still single file, one last chance for Earnhardt. Gordon holds low off four, here's Earnhardt on the apron, Gordon moves low to block, they come to the tri-oval, Earnhardt will not be able to do anything with him, Jeff Gordon wins the Daytona 500 for a second time, a dramatic last quarter charge by Dale Earnhardt, Gordon manages to fend him off. The two came from distinctly different backgrounds, Earnhardt was a blue-collar North Carolina a fighter, a former mill worker that many Southern fans could relate to. By contrast, Jeff showed as a clean-cut California kid, polished and promising, a racing phenom who took NASCAR by storm. Fans who cheered for Earnhardt regularly jeered Jeff, believing he was taking wins and championships away from the Intimidator. Jeff's crew chief, Ray Everingham, remembers the fans' shift in those early years of Gordon's NASCAR career. Initially accepted as a budding young star, many fans rejected Jeff and his getting so much attention. Uh, you know, it wasn't terrible at first because people were kind of cheering for us. We weren't beating up on the big guys much. You know, we were kind of getting beat up a little bit and he was the new guy in California and there were some people were a little bit standoffish uh, and then in 94 you know obviously he was a hero gosh he won his first race and then he won the, the Brickyard and then 95 we started to go toe to toe from Earnhardt and we're all of a sudden you know we're not not only are we not knocked out early you know we're leading we're, 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 we're leading on points right and we're, and we're having to go toe to toe with the champion and I think some of the dissension started to come up then and then we beat Earnhardt. And now the Earnhardt fans didn't like us. And as soon as the Earnhardt fans didn't like you, half the crowd's gone, right? So, you know, you might have you might have 25% because Rusty and Mark and everybody else got the rest, but Earnhardt had half the crowd. And, and when you get that half against you, it can get pretty loud. And then 
Uh, you know, obviously, Jeff is young, good-looking guy, making a lot of money. He marries the beauty queen, and he's got a jet, and he's got this mansion, and he's got all these things. And then we start dominating. Then we're, dom- then we're winning a third of the races. We win 10 races in 96. We win 10 races in 97. We win 13 races in 98. Now they freaking hated us because we, we're, you know, not only are the Earnhardt fans mad at us, but Rusty's fans are mad at us. Mark's fans are mad at, mad at us. And, you know, we didn't have, you know, when you got 150,000 people at an event and, and 25,000 of them love you, great. But 25,000 of them could go either way, but 100,000 hate you, <laughs> you know, it gets loud. By the time Gordon won his first cup race, Earnhardt had earned six Cup Series championships. Jeff has said Earnhardt may have been his toughest competition at the time, but credits Dale for pushing him physically and mentally, a struggle that resulted in Gordon's own championships. Oh, Dale Earnhardt will do what he had to do. He will win the Napa 500 while Jeff Gordon grabs the 1995 NASCAR Winston Cup Championship here at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. NASCAR Winston Cup Champion. Congratulations. How's that sound to you? Oh, man, that's got a great tune to it. Uh, Wasn't a great day, but it's been a great year. And, uh, you know, this is... uh, this is not the way we wanted to end it, but we did want to end it as a champion. We did that, and yeah, I'm just elated. I, I, I tell you, I just I can't believe the magnitude of this sport, and uh, and, and for me to be a Winston Cup champion is is more than I even know how to comprehend. Uh, it's it's unbelievable, and, and I'm so excited that I don't even know what to do. I don't know what to say. Uh, and, and I'm trying not to say too much because I, I feel I feel the emotions kicking in here pretty quick. I could drive the car pretty hard, and uh, I got to thank all our sponsors this year: Snap On and uh, Western Steer, Food City, and Goodyear and Unical. Everybody did a great job, and uh, it was a good year for us. I got to congratulate Hendricks too. They put a lot into trying to win a championship. So he, he's been overdue. Rick has, and uh, I like to congratulate the whole team, but. Uh, our team did a great job, and, you know, it's a good win for us. So Andy's leaving us, and uh, wasn't go to victory lane with him one last time before it's over with. Gordon's first Cup Series title came one year after Earnhardt's seventh, and at the 1995 NASCAR Awards during his championship speech, Jeff offered the now-famous Milk Toast, honoring Earnhardt as the man who forced Jeff to elevate his racing game. But before I go any further... <laughs> Um, I'd like to recognize the man who never, never let up on his efforts to win his eighth championship. Dale Earnhardt is a true competitor and a great champion. And at this time, I would like to offer a toast to the man. Dale, great effort, man. Here's some milk. Sorry, man. You've been having so much fun with me all year, and I've been straight-faced and all tight. I uh, I had to loosen up a little bit. Uh, hope you didn't mind what I said on uh, Letterman the other day. I didn't mean it. Yeah, okay, well, I said it. I guess I did. But anyway, you've done a lot for the sport. We thank you. I'm sure everybody in here appreciates uh, everything you've done. Statistically, Jeff Gordon collected more wins than Earnhardt during the time of their rivalry. Both drivers seemed to bring out the best in the other, which only fueled NASCAR's roaring popularity during the 1990s. Steve Letarte believes part of the reason Gordon and Earnhardt were such natural rivals was their approach to their profession. He came in when Dale Sr., he wouldn't test. 
test. I'm not going to damn test. I'm the best. Why would I test? And Jeff Gordon said, well, I know you're the best, but I'm going to do it my way. And I'm going to test, and I'm going to this, and I'm going to this, and I'm going to this. And he kind of changed the expectations of a driver. Sponsor relation on and off the racetrack. Well, then, if you get in the last half of Jeff's career, naturally, it was being redefined again. Jimmy was at every team meeting. Jim, like, like when I was Jeff's crew chief at the start, drivers didn't come to the team meeting. Only the crew chiefs did. Like, drivers never came to the shop, ever. Once every three or four months. You know, never. Um, and in the second half, that shift changed dramatically. And I think there was a transition there. But once he saw that it would help him on Sunday, he never questioned Jeff's desire. Whatever would help on Sunday, he was all in. Despite their fan base's disdain for one another, Jeff and Dale were good friends and even became business partners. Both had a tremendous amount of respect for the talent and competition of the other. One lap to go. Can they get around Rusty Wallace with five lap cars directly ahead of the leader? They go off to her two. Wallace falls in line behind Jimmy Spencer. Now pills to the outside of Spencer. Gordon's on his bumper. Gordon's going to try to dive to the inside. He makes contact. Gets Rusty up out of the groove. Gordon goes by and goes into the lead. Here comes Gordon down to the checkered flag. And Jeff Gordon is going to win the Food City 500 after he and Rusty Wallace had trouble getting around a lap car off turn two. Gordon ran up underneath Wallace, pushed him up out of the groove in three and cut down underneath him off the corner to take the checkered flag. Even as Gordon's rivalry with Dale Earnhardt raged on, a genuine rivalry developed on the track between Jeff and Rusty Wallace. Rusty, the 1989 champion, had driven for 10 plus years at NASCAR's highest level, and he wasn't going to put up with the kid. I remember some of the races that probably made Jeff mad, and uh, you know, there, there was a reason for that. He got in the back of me at Bristol, Tennessee in the last lap and cost me the victory. And I'll tell you what, I was hot. And I waited, and him and I got side-by-side again at Richmond, Virginia. And I said, you know what, I'm not putting up with this. And I and I took him out. I purposely took him out and stuck him right in the wall. Outside this time in turn number one goes Jeff Gordon down to the inside. Rusty Wallace, advantage Gordon. Oh, trouble. Gordon spins. Wallace makes contact. Jeff Gordon hits the wall hard. Terry Labonte comes around and gets the lead. Lap 371, caution for the fourth time in the race. Contact between Rusty Wallace and Jeff Gordon racing for the the lead. Terry Labonte takes the yellow as the new man in front. Let's go back to turn two and Joe Moore. Side by side is the way they were, Allen, coming through turns one and two. Gordon had tried him on the outside, tried him once again. We had talked about how Rusty was trying to hold his car on the inside lane of the racetrack. It came up and made contact with Gordon. He made contact with a wall and has done significant damage to the DuPont Chevrolet. And he knew what happened and he was mad as a hornet, so he didn't like that one a bit, that's for sure. And you know, back in the early 90s, man, I just found myself just tired of racing with him. I mean, everywhere I turned, he was in my way or passing me. And I told him the other day, we were out there in the, the desert racing some sand rails together. And I said, man, I tell you what, buddy, it seemed like every time I turned around, you were there stealing what I thought was some money that was locked up. Ten laps to go with Charlotte, North Carolina, a million to win, and you pass when you get to go. That type of story went on and on with him. He finally was just getting under my skin, but he was a big rival with me. No doubt about that. I I was tired of racing with him. Since retiring, Gordon and Wallace have made up and now vacation together racing dune buggies in the desert southwest. Even so, Jeff insists Rusty Wallace was his biggest rival. The rivalry that was the most genuine 
of, I don't want to call it hatred, because that's a strong word, would have definitely been between me and Rusty. And I was just with, me and Rusty were just out in the desert, out in the dunes uh, with uh, at Ron Pratt's, and this is about the third time we've been together out there. You know, I bumped him out of the way a couple times, and then he wrecked me, and, and I finally got it out of him to, to admit it. Uh, you know, not not too long ago, and and we laugh about it now. I mean, we have glasses of wine together, and and we uh, we really do have a common respect. Not to mention, when we're out in the dunes, we get to do some. I don't want to say racing where there's a trophy on the line, but a lot of pride on the line. And I love passing him every chance I get, and it eats him up. So this last time. I didn't. I, I couldn't pass him, and, and he, I could see he was really happy about that. He was throwing a bunch of dust or you know sand in my face, and and so I uh, I told him I said, well, I, I I had to quit on that run because I couldn't pass you, and you know how much that drives me crazy. So we we have a lot of fun with it now. I, we didn't have that much fun with it at the time, and 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 it's an interesting. You know, you could talk to Rusty a little bit about it, more about it, but I I kind of get it. I mean, we. Uh, you know, when, when I came in and Earnhardt won his final championship in 94, and I think Rusty was pretty much going, yep, you know, 95, 96, 97, watch out, world, because I'm here to, to, you know, take over. And and it didn't work out that way. And so I think he kind of thought I was a bit of a roadblock in, in that. Meanwhile, the scramble goes on for the lead between Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon, door to door off turn two. Gordon is there. They beat it. Bang, coming off turn number two. Trading paint as they head down the next straightaway. Gordon now on the inside. Jimmy Johnson on the outside. Gordon shoves him high. It's Jeff Gordon by a nose. Here they come off turn four at the line by inches. Jeff Gordon, they make contact. One of Jeff's most significant rivalries was with his protege and teammate, Jimmy Johnson. When Johnson arrived at Hendrick Motorsports in 2002, the two became fast friends, but they struggled to find a balance between their off-track friendship and their on-track rivalry. Jeff had helped to bring Jimmy to the Cup Series and Hendrick Motorsports, only to be outdone by him as Johnson went on to win six championships as Jeff's teammate. Jimmy Johnson, and, and other than the first year we competed against one another in 2002, I think that was about the only time I got the best of them. Um, and, and we, you know, we should have won that championship. Uh, what year? 07? 07. Um, and, and we just screwed it up. He just, he just flat out came back and beat us. And that pissed me off a lot, I must say. It, uh, but it also motivated me. So, I, you know, Jimmy and I, even though we we're friends, and, and I helped bring him on to Hendrick, it did turn into a pretty good rivalry. Um, you know, not, not where we didn't like one another, spoke bad about one another. Um, and of course the Texas incident is, 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 you know, been well documented, but, uh, that, that was just one that I finally just got tired of getting beat by him and felt like we had something for him. And, um, yeah, I think that's why that 85, uh, win for me at Atlanta was probably one of my favorites because I was able to, you know, keep and hold, hold him off. And, and I only mean that out of respect. He was, he, because he drove the same equipment that I was driving and he was beating me, it made me respect him that much more. But it didn't make it feel any better when I was getting beat by him. The teammates were so off-put with each other late in Jeff's driving career that after a spectacular wreck at Talladega in 2010, 
Jeff acknowledged it in a post-race interview. They're up to third. They're up to second. They're going for the lead, and Jeff Gordon gets forearmed off the racetrack in three. Here comes Tony Stewart and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They're all by himself. They're all alone on the bottom. Stewart to the lead, but McMurray's going to battle back on the outside. There was a problem there for Jeff Gordon, Mike Bagley. Yeah, Jeff, uh, or uh, uh, Joey, was coming off the end of the back straightaway, and all of a sudden, Jeff Gordon just turned left off the end of the, uh, the, end of the back straightaway there. Perhaps some contact uh, looked like he was trying to avoid contact. He got muscled off the racetrack, was able to get back on the banking, but he lost a whole lot of ground. That's where the quarters were really close. They're back towards mid-pack. You know, I'm just excited we finished on the lead lap, to be honest with you. I think it's uh, been a while since we've uh, finished on the lead lap. Um, we got a huge push down the back straightaway. I, I don't know who it was, 39 maybe, or somebody gave me a big shove, and I was coming 10 miles an hour faster than, than anybody the 48 is testing my patience, I can tell you that. I mean, I, it takes a lot to make me mad, and, and I'm pissed right now. I mean, you know, when a car's going that much faster, I don't know what it is with me and him right now, but, uh, you know, whatever. Team owner Rick Hendrick had to step in at that point and make sure that their feud wouldn't damage the team. Johnson understood that his dramatic success may have been hard on Jeff, but he wasn't going to discount his talent. We both lived it. We could both sense it. Um... And we both have a ton of respect for one another. And I, I think for a long time, we, especially on Jeff's side, you know, he didn't want want that involved in our relationship professionally, personally, and, and probably bit his tongue more often than, than not. And then, you know, when you look at probably 2009, 2010, or, you know, you know, as we get later into the to our run and our success, yeah, I think people can see there definitely was a change in our relationship, and, and it was really because of competition. And, and Jeff and I had some talks about it, like, look, this isn't this isn't an easy situation for either of us. And and I knew then, and still still say so today, it was even harder for him. Uh, but we kind of at one point along the way said, hey, look, you know, this this is work, this is racing, it's going to be what it is. And when when we're done racing and hang our helmets up. You know, everything's gonna be just fine, but but for now we've got to we've got to separate to a certain degree and uh, and, and just go race and, and worry about ourselves. Throughout his career, Jeff Gordon had many on and off track run-ins with other drivers, but none amounted to the headline-making rivalries like Earnhardt, Wallace, and Johnson. On the next episode of MRN presents Jeff Gordon, the colorful career of the Rainbow Warrior. We'll look at the legacy Jeff has left upon NASCAR racing. It's been a great ride, and I just owe so much to Jeff Gordon. I mean, and the sport does. He revolutionized the sport, uh, brought in a lot of young open-wheel drivers, Tony Stewart, those kind of guys. And uh, he, he put us on national TV on Regis and Kelly and, and Saturday Night Live. And so I think everybody in NASCAR owes Jeff a no, no different than Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt carried the banner. Dale Senior, then Dale Junior. Um, you know, uh, Bill Elliott, Richard Petty. I was sitting at this morning with with Richard Petty, thinking about. I remember when you gave me your, your autograph through the fence at Martinsville, and I get to sit up on the stage with you and talk about winning races. So, you know, it's uh, it's been been a lot of fun. Until then. I'm Brian Nelson. This program was a presentation of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and Daytona Beach, Florida. Jeff Gordon. 
The Colorful Career of the Rainbow Warrior was written and produced by Alexa Henrian. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained within this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers and warning systems for the automotive, aviation and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheelan products are designed, sourced and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheelan Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left and we're here to stay. 